Welcome to the Amazing Clocks podcast. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the Amazing Clocks. We call us the Amazing Clocks because we empower people to live amazing lives. Melanie and I, we've been coaches together. We've been coaching together as a team. We are both life coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been coaching together for 22 years. We've been a couple for 30 years. That's 30 years being together and madly in love. Yes. So today we have a special guest. We're going to actually do some live coaching on the air for you guys. You guys are going to actually see why they call us Here. the Amazing Clocks. Right. Yes. You know what? Let me take that back. Let me rewind. <laughs> You guys will actually hear why they call us the Amazing Clarks. Yes, um, they will. A, tell us about our, our guest today. So uh, we're going to be coaching a lovely young lady. Her name is Mickey, and she is coming to us because she wants to start dating again. And she's been taking a little bit of a break, and she's a little nervous about it. So we're going to coach her and help her get her confidence up, give her cool. some guidance, and help her get back in the game. But before we before we get started with Mickey, I want to talk about what happened this morning with us. Oh, what happened this morning with us? I was really mad at you this morning. Okay, keep in mind, guys, even though we are relationship coaches and even though we are passionately in love, we've been in love for 30 years, we are still a real couple. So just like you, we have our own issues, too. Yes, we do. So uh, and Melanie's about to share some of our Kool-Aid with you guys. <laughs> So go ahead, give him the Kool-Aid, baby. Okay, so I was really mad at you this morning because you didn't come to bed till three o'clock in the morning. And you've been doing that for about a week now. You've been staying up <laughs> until mm. three o'clock in the morning while I go to bed. Then I wake up in the middle of the night and you're not there. You're up. And there's part of me that tells myself like he has every right to stay up. <laughs> He's a grown ass man. He could do what he won't. I know what you're doing. You're working on some projects. And I know that it's like really great to work in the middle of the night when it's quiet and there's no distractions. Like I know all of this, but my little feelings got hurt because I was like, I want him in bed with me. I want to cuddle. I want to no. wrap my legs around no. you and cuddle on your cute booty no. and you're not there. No. So I was really mad at you this morning. No. You're adorable. You know what? If you're going to be mad at me, mm-hmm. then that's something I could take you being mad at me for because you love him. You want to love me more. You want to be with me more. Yes. And so that's what you're saying. Yes, I have been up, as you know. I have yes. been working a lot. And we have so many projects going on. And this just seems like there's not enough time in a day. So right. what I have to do is get up really early. And I literally, literally work all day. And I'll work until like about 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. Then I get up again at seven, eight o'clock and do it again. Yeah. And even though I know that's not the healthiest way to do it, when you're an entrepreneur and you're running businesses, you got to get it in. If I don't do it, no one's going to get it done. No one else is going to do it. I mean, you're busy. Well, you're doing all the stuff that you're doing. Exactly. And then, you know, and as a man, I look at it like, if I don't do it, then I don't produce and I don't make money and we don't <laughs> get make money. And then that's a problem. Right. And that's then, not going to make me happy. Then I'll be mad at you for happy, that. Be fat. Right. So it's like, okay, so what do we do, right? So I got to stay up and work, right? And it's not going to be like this forever. No, I know. You know what? And you know what? And it's not like I'm up, you know, hanging out online, or social media, right? Or having fun and partying. I'm not up masturbating all night, <laughs> um, watching porn. I don't know about that part. You might be doing that, and do I don't that know all, about it. You don't it. have to do that all night. It just takes oh, okay. a couple of minutes in the morning. <laughs> that's all it takes. Any, uh, well, but anyway, that's a different story. Well. Thanks for hearing me out. I know it was unrealistic and I know that you had good intentions and everything, but it actually brought up something in a coaching session with another client earlier. And it just made me think of how I felt this morning. 
And one of the things that I do when I feel some kind of way is I ask myself, why do I feel this way? And mm -hmm. basically it boiled down to, I miss you. I love you and I miss you and I want to be with you. And so that's okay. And then I, I had to look at myself and I realized like sometimes my work, like I have my own work, I have my own projects. And sometimes my work gets really intense. And I literally tell you, I'm like, hey, I'm going to disconnect from you for a week and I'm not going to have a lot of energy or time. I'm just going to work and hustle and go to sleep and get up and do it again. But I'll be back. And then when things start to slow down and I have time, then I tell you I'm back mm -hmm. and I reconnect with you. And I want to talk about this because I know a lot of couples struggle with that, right? When one person gets busy and the other person has to pick up the slack and we're really good at that. And I want to tell you, like, I, it made me think, what does he do for me? when I'm working a lot and you, you cook for me, you clean up after me, you prepare things for me. Like, you, you know, when I come in the door, I always say, like, I want to wash LA off of me. So you have a bath ready for me and you really support me. And I really appreciate that. And I have a lot of gratitude for that. And so I just want to make sure that I'm supporting you when you're up late at night and you're working. So how can I support you other than getting mad at you for not coming to bed with me? Oh, it's very sweet of you. You could support me by just communicating and being okay. honest like you did just now. Okay. And it doesn't hurt my feelings at all. And like I said, I completely understand. There are moments when, you know, when you're like, okay, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to get my workout in. I'm going to do my meditation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you'll sometimes you'll get up at seven o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I'm in bed and I want a spoon. <laughs> I and, know you do. <laughs> yeah. And then you just get up and bounce and it's like, oh, she just left. So you she get kind of mad too. Right. I get a little butthurt. Okay. You know, but then I check myself. Right. And it's like, Anthony, Anthony, check yourself. Mm -hmm. You're being a little biatch. <laughs> Stop it. Don't do that. She's doing her thing. And as soon as I remind myself of that, I laugh and then I just let it go and go back to sleep. But you know what's interesting about this is that just like how your thoughts show up mm -hmm. to like make you upset at the other person. Like you start to have these adversarial thoughts like, look yeah. what she's doing. And I'm like, look what he's doing. And even like when I get up early, I know you want me to stay mm -hmm. and I want to stay, but I got stuff to do and I got to do it right I used to like make myself stay oh, and then oh, be we resentful. Talked, we talked about that before. Yeah. I'd be we resentful. Both, like I'm forcing that. myself to yeah. stay because I know he wants me. Yeah. And then I kind of lose myself in it. And then you're doing the same thing. We stop that. So this is the next level of that, right? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Actually, I remember we talked about that before mm -hmm. where, you know, we're in bed or I'll be in bed and my brain, as soon as I wake up, once my brain starts rolling on right. things we got to do, and I got this to handle, I got to handle that. Yeah. It's a wrap. It ain't no going back to sleep after that. Yeah. So I would find myself not getting up because you're still in bed. And if I got up, I knew you were going to get upset. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, now do I really want to deal with her being upset this morning? I just want to get up and handle my business, but I don't want her to get upset with me, but I just want to get up. And so I have this little dialogue in my head. Mm -hmm. After a while, I was like, this is silly. Just yeah. get up. Yeah. Just get up. And if she gets upset, she gets upset. Kiss her. She'll get over it. And we'll move on with life. Oh, trust. And she'll go back to sleep if she's really tired and doesn't want to get up. Yeah. You, know, you know what gets me, though? Mm. This is the part that that, uh -oh. that makes me laugh. Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> it's, when you say, like, babe, come back. Come on. Get bed. Come back to bed. Come to bed. Come to bed. And it's like, oh, okay. You know what? Sure. Then I'll get in bed. And I'll be like, so what do you want to watch? And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh. yo, okay. 
And then I'll start to get up and you wake up. Hey, 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 where are you going? Where are you going? Don't go, don't it's go, like, don't it's go. Like, it's like, lady, lady, help me out. Help, help a brother out. out. <laughs> well, I don't think these are bad problems to have because they're actually, you know, we're fighting over the fact that we want time together. Yeah. So I, I actually think the key is really to be aware of our own inner dialogue and mm -hmm. don't let it, you know, make us mad at each other. My being mad this morning was I just wanted something. And, and that's why I wanted to share this, because sometimes we have negative thoughts. And if we allow the negative thoughts to continue to grow, then we will feed into them. We'll create emotions yeah. And we will subconsciously make more problems for ourselves. We'll attract more problems. So I shared with you how I felt so that we could talk through it so that I could let it go. And I didn't let it just kind of fester in my mind. Hmm. Um, and I wanted to share it because I know a lot of couples go through that where as soon as you have a thought that's bad about your partner and you're not getting something or, you know, they're not hmm. respecting you or they don't care about what you want. As soon as you have that thought, the potential for it to expand is incredible. So you have yeah. to catch it early and discuss it without blaming each other. And you have to catch it early and discuss it with your partner. Not with your girlfriends. Yes. And not with your, well, I don't even say my buddies because I don't, you don't really my do buddies, that. I don't, my boys don't get down like that. No. But women do that. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm grateful I'm not waking up and getting up and I'm having you you're on the phone like, girl, he just got out of bed. Girl, he was up to four in the morning. Girl, he was, it was like, right. good, come to me. Let's let's deal with it. Let's deal with but it. I think and that's cute, it. you know, and overall, find it really funny the things that we get irritated with each other about yeah because it's silly compared to what most couples go through yeah and we, don't, so, we don't have a lot of drama yeah, it's not like oh girl he my man he's on crack again and he's smoking no. the crack and he's out on the streets no, and he's out doing, doing this and he's out with women left and right and he's doing this and that we don't yeah. have that right. um i don't sit here worried about what you're doing i don't have that so all stuff that we that irritate us that's what it is it's just irritation well, that's about us it's not about our partners no. it's about things about us and it's like we always say in a relationship you're like mirrors mm -hmm. and so you your partner's going to show you things about yourself you're going to see things that you can't see without your partner yeah. and so i think that's what that's about so yeah. just like when i got irritated you know with you mm -hmm. for getting out of bed right. and that little voice started <laughs> she, she, she did this she got out yeah. of bed and she I got to acknowledge that voice that that conversation is happening. Then I got to check myself right, and turn myself around and then work on why did I feel like that? Mm -hmm. What is it underneath that? That's the and there's process. always something underneath that. And so to well, go there, you have to grow there. Yeah. And we've been, we've been practicing that a long time. So we're, we're pretty good at it, but it does. I mean, sometimes it gets away from us. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm really glad we talked about it this morning, but I was laughing at myself. That's I was funny. literally, as I was irritated, I was laughing at myself. I was like, girl, you are yeah. mad at him for working. Like, get over yourself. It's Come on now. Cute. You're adorable. Come on now. You are adorable. Uh, so anyway, we're getting ready to jump on with this client. Oh, so one of the things that I wanted to say that with our coaching client earlier before we got on here was um, she was sharing with us that a male friend of hers told her that she works too much and that that's not attractive to men and she's not going to find a man if she's working so much. And it was hilarious because I used the story about you working overnight, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Working late at night and then me working when I get into my flow and I get busy and I have to just kind of tell you like, I ain't gonna be around, that we love that about each other. Mm -hmm. I love your work ethic. I love that you're so committed to the things that you're working on and that you're such a great provider in our family. I also think you're okay with that with me, right? So as a man, is it attractive or unattractive that I work all the time? 
you know, when we first met, one of the things that really attracted me to you mm -hmm. was you were a go-getter. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want a chick that was just going to be like, oh, I'm just going to stay at home while the man provides and I'm going to sit around looking pretty and waiting for him to come home. I wanted a partner. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a power couple. Right. And I wanted a woman that was my equal, that would go out there and hustle and handle business just like I would. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things I loved about you, that you're ambitious. Well, and so even now, after all of these years, I'm glad that you're even more ambitious and you're still sticking to it. You know, in a lot of relationships, the couples front in the beginning mm -hmm. and pretend like there's something <laughs> that they're not. And then once you get involved, you get married and years later, it's like, surprise, <laughs> I'm not what you thought I was. I'm <laughs> not <laughs> ambitious. You don't, you don't even like me now. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> it's not that. And right. so I'm very grateful. So uh, moral of the story is be honest about where you're at. Be honest about who you are. And when you get upset, be honest about it, too, so you can work through it. Right. And guess what? What? Guess what? What? Our show is out. Yeah. app is out on the Black Love Plus app. Yes. So subscribe, people. <laughs> subscribe to our show. Follow us. Watch us. I love you. Follow us, follow us, follow us. So on that note, thank you for the nice segue there. I think, are you ready for Mickey? Are you ready to coach Mickey? I think she is standing by waiting for us and she can hop on here anytime. Yes. And yes. she's hopping on now. Mickey. Hello, Mickey. What's going on with you? Let's take it from the top. What What do you want to get out of coaching today? I've been getting back into the dating pool again. I was in a relationship for over six years and I've been single for about three. And in that time, I spent trying to get to know me again because in the previous relationship, I felt lost. Mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't know who I was anymore. And I didn't feel just like that in that relationship. It felt the same way with like my family and my other friends it was I just didn't know who I was anymore I was not happy that makes sense Mickey and then just the thought of getting into another relationship sometimes gave me anxiety because I don't want to have to lose myself again because I'm in a place that I'm happy and everybody's telling me like oh we can see you're glowing again and like I'm scared someone is going to come along and like take that light again from me. So refresh our memories because, and let the, for the audience as well. Tell me about that last relationship you were in. Why did it end from your perspective? I knew we were not compatible. And every time I looked ahead at the future, I did not see myself happy. And I was not happy in the relationship. We could be good friends, but I knew we weren't, compatible for anything more okay, okay. so like in what ways you weren't compatible different beliefs from church and the culture and it was some things that they would consider to be disrespectful that might be part of my culture they also weren't as open as I am towards stuff in like if I go someplace new I, I'm open to mm -hmm. trying the food and stuff like that they weren't open to stuff like that and it was just mm. I sometimes I felt like I was speaking to a brick wall and I used to the I think the only thing we had in common really was that we both loved the movies so when you think about moving forward into a dating again what's your motivation 
Why do you feel like you have to do it? Is it just because you have this overwhelming desire to do it? Is it because you like looking at your age and you want a family and trying to hit those benchmarks? Like, what do you think it is at the core? No, I feel like if I was, if it was because of my age, I probably would have been married at everything already because that's what my family would have wanted. But I, mm -hmm. before I would get in a relationship because I was lonely or it's the summer, it's like, oh, let me, can I be your boyfriend? I'll say yes. And now I'm not looking for that. I don't mm -hmm. feel like I need to fill a void necessarily. I just want that person that I can progress with. Do you have any relationships in your life that look like what you want, like what your vision is? Do you, and do you have a vision like in your mind? Are you like, I want it to be like this? Um, I'm going to say yes and no, in the sense that I know that each relationship is different. So one relationship might have people that pray together for every meal. I, I love that. I will like that. Like my, my dad, he's about to celebrate one year marriage with his new wife. And they have this rule that, you know, everything within inside of the house is her, meaning any painting, everything inside of the house, that's hers and outside is his. I like that they respect each other's boundaries and like they don't overstep. So stuff like that, I do love. My auntie who's actually celebrating, I think over 30 years of marriage. I love how much fun she and her husband have. I love seeing them laugh and travel and grow and support one another. And when I see them, it looks like, like a high school love. So I want to say out of everybody, they're probably the one couple or marriage that I'm like, that's what I want. Yes, I love it. Yeah, so it's like a blueprint, right? You can look at it and see it play out and be like, that's that's what I would like it to be. So good. That's really, really good that you have somebody that you actually know that has it. So that's awesome. Right. One of the things that we realized was that you had resistance to dating, like you're saying. When you're thinking about moving into dating, you feel resistant. And one of the reasons why we figured out that you feel resistant, of course, is that you're afraid you're going to get hurt again. And you don't want to lose yourself like you just said. So you, as you know, you don't want to move into dating if your mindset isn't right. Because dating is energy. Attracting a person that you partner, it's about energy. It's an energetic thing. It's not yes. an outside game. It's an inside game. It's how you feel about yourself within. And so if you have resistance, then you're going to, odds are, you're going to have negative outcomes in dating over and over and over again. So what we want to do is get you to a place where when you think about dating, you get excited. Yes. And if your hands get sweaty, it's sweaty because <laughs> of excitement, not because of fear. Yes. And when you do it with that perspective, with that kind of energy, you're going to be successful. And so right now, though, you have split energy. Yes. Because it's like, I want it, but what if I get hurt? I want it, but what if I get hurt? So in order to really find, to attract love, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be open like a flower. And a flower it opens up and blooms and it's vulnerable. The wind could rip the petals off, an insect could come along and do something to it and rip the petal off or destroy, anything can happen to it. But a flower still blooms because it wants to enjoy the sun and it wants to breathe. So it's willing to take that risk. 
even as delicate and fragile as a flower is, it's still willing to take that risk of getting hurt. And you, my love, have to be a flower willing to take that risk. And you have to bloom because you want to bloom because it feels good to you because you're excited to bloom. And yes, you may get hurt. Yes, this may happen or that may happen, but that's part of it. And that's worth it. Feel me? I do. I think of myself like a a lotus. So I like that you use the flower. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yes. So, you know, what we want to focus on now to help you, because it's hard to be vulnerable when you've been hurt before. So as human beings, as we move forward in life, like we are created to survive. So whenever we have a problem or we run into something, we almost anticipate it happening again in the future. Have you heard the saying, like people will say, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? That means I'm waiting for something bad to happen. I'm kind of expecting something bad to happen. And human beings do that because our brain is always searching for problems so that we don't get hurt, so that we don't get killed, so that we survive. So the key is you have to create a vision. You have to create a thought. You have to create a brain file that gives you a different outcome. So I want to show you something. Growing up, your experience in relationship, our relationship experience starts with our parents, right? We start our relationships with our parents. We're watching their relationship and then we have a relationship with them. So your main caregiver, your mom was closed off and she took control of you and you weren't allowed to express yourself. So you were kind of lost inside yourself, right? Like there was a whole other you, an internal you that you didn't get to share. And then when you went out in the world, you had a relationship your partner was very similar to the energy of your mother, where it's like you weren't heard, you lost yourself, you went along, you're being a good girl. You didn't probably know how to set those boundaries because it was the first time you were on your own. And that's okay. From probably our 20s to about our 30s, we're just learning. We're just building our preferences. We're just trying stuff to see what I like, what I don't like, what works for me, what doesn't work for me. But In that process, we don't realize that's what we're doing. So we start to hold on and go, oh, a bad thing happened. It's probably going to happen again. All men are like this or all relationships are like this or I'm not going to do that again because it's probably going to happen again. So the key is creating a belief that what you actually want is possible. I can actually have it. And that's why I was asking you earlier about like role models. Do you have a relationship that you could look at and be like, yes, that's what I want right there. It exists. You literally got to talk to yourself and reprogram yourself. Mm -hmm. So the original relationship was how you were programmed. So now we're going to work on helping you reprogram your, I'm going to call it your relationship thermostat. Okay. And so when she's saying your thermostat, it's literally a thermostat. We all have an internal thermostat inside of our brain. That acts just like your thermostat in your house. Wherever it's set, the temperature is what you're going to get over and over again. And let's say the thermostat is set at 70 70 degrees and the house gets too cold. You open up the window, let that hot air in. The room will get warm temporarily, but it's just a matter of time before the air conditioner senses the temperature change and kicks the air back down to 70 degrees. You can open up 10 windows, 20 windows. It doesn't matter. It's going to eventually take it back to where it's set. So if you really want to change it, Don't change it externally. You have to change it internally. You have to change the programming. And so right now, what you're telling us is that your relationship thermostat is set 
in the past has been set at you losing yourself when you get into relationships. Yes. You getting into relationships with people that aren't the greatest communicators, that you don't have things in, that you're not compatible with. And so once that becomes your story, whether it's true or not, whether it serves you or not, it doesn't matter. Once you tell that story enough times and with enough sadness and enough emotions, it sets your relationship thermostat at that. So now once it's set there, when you go out to date, subconsciously, you're going to attract people that are matched to that thermostat setting. That are going to take your voice away, that are going to be not good communicators or won't be compatible with. So what we're going to be doing is reprogramming, like Melanie said, your thermostat setting. We're going to set it for success. So now, how did your thermostat get set there? Tell them that. <laughs> your thermostat gets set there from every experience you've had from birth until this present moment. So think of it like an old-fashioned filing cabinet. You know, you pull those files out. Everything you've ever experienced is in your brain like a file. And as we move forward in life, we subconsciously, you're not consciously doing this, honey, so you did not do anything wrong. I want to make that really clear. We subconsciously go look at those files, and then we ask ourselves, how do I feel about this? How is love supposed to play out? How is a relationship supposed to play out? How am I supposed to feel in relationship? And you generally, most people will play out what happened in their home life, or they'll play out a trauma, or they'll play out their parents' relationship, or a relationship with one parent or the other, if that makes sense. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be look, we're, and we've already been doing it, we're looking through your files as we're asking you questions, and then we're going to give you, we're giving you new information so that you have new files, and then we're going to give you some tips on how to delete those old files. And also what we're doing right now, we're giving you creating awareness because you can't yes. change anything until you have awareness of it. So once you get the awareness, you'll see it happening, then you can change it. So that's what we're doing right now. So bear with us. Yes. The human brain processes 400 billion bits of information per second, but we're only consciously aware of 2000 bits. So imagine that that's the equivalent of 26,000 books per second, but we're only seeing 2000 bits. The way that it works is that if we were to focus on 400 billion bits per second, we'd go crazy. We wouldn't get anything accomplished. So what the brain does is goes, here's what we're going to do. First of all, we have to focus. We have to be, we're a focusing mechanism. Then we want to conserve energy as well. So we're not going to focus on 400 billion bits. We're only going to focus in on the things that match your story, that match your beliefs, whether yes. they serve you or not. So now, once you have that story, then the outside world is going to reflect it to make it true. Mm -hmm. So a perfect example of this particular activation system is when you get a new car and you get that new car that you love and you're driving that car all over the place. You're like, man, I love my car. Then you're like, wait a minute. Hey, there's a car like mine. Hey, look, another car I think like she, mine. I think she had yeah. this experience. Another car like I can mine. tell she has. Right. And all of a sudden you start seeing cars like yours all over the place. Yep. Now that those cars just all of a sudden magically appear. No, nope. before you cared about that car, it was in your story before you had a connection to it. They were all around you, but you were filtering it out yep. so that you didn't see it. But then once you got it, that part of your brain, the subconscious minds are going, look over here, look over here, call like yours. You think it's you doing it, but it's your subconscious mind tricking you. And then you look over there and go, hey, call like mine. Look over here, look over here, hey, call like mine. Then each time you notice it, it roots it deeper into the subconscious mind, which makes you attracted even faster. Then you go, this is the truth. Everywhere I go, there's cars like mine. Yes. So now that's what happened with the relationship. Yes. Once your thermostat gets set it. Man, I always lose myself from relationships. Relationships don't work out for me. Or I don't have a voice. I'm not heard. Right. I don't have a voice. I'm not heard. Or guys aren't compatible with me. 
once that becomes your story, whether it's true or not, then your reticular activation system are going to filter in people, places, and circumstances, experiences that match your story. So we can take you into a nightclub, let's say, with 30 guys. And 29 <laughs> of them are great communicators. Um, they're very giving, loving, open-minded men. They're very compatible. They're fine, girl. Fine. If you're not, if, if, then there'll be one guy that matches your story that's not compatible, that's not a good communicator, that is overpowering. You will filter out the other guys. You will find something wrong with all of the other 29 mm -hmm. and find something attractive about that one guy. Be like, oh, girl, look at his eyes or his shoes or something because he's a vibrational match. Chemistry. There's so much chemistry. Right. And you'll attract that guy. It was the smile. I I, yeah. had, <laughs> I had this story. It was the smile. <laughs> there, you there you go. And so most people don't realize that that's what's that's going cute. on. And so now, if that's the case, then you just change it, right? Just change your story. True? Yes. Yes. Yeah, she <laughs> wrong. She said, yeah. What's kind of right, babe? It's kind of right. right. She's kind of right. right. No, no, but it's not that easy. Here's, here's the next reason why. Because there's another part of your brain called the amygdala. So now anytime you try to change your thermostat setting, mm -hmm. this part of your brain, the amygdala, it kicks in and releases chemicals to make you feel fear, doubt, and anxiety so yeah. that you don't change, so mm -hmm. that you don't change that temperature set, your thermostat setting. Because to your mind, to your subconscious mind or your ego, it feel, it's like by changing your thermostat, your thermostat is important because it holds your identity in place. Without it, every day you'd have to wake up and start all over again. Who am I? What do I believe in? What do I like? What don't I like? So it gives us continuity. Yep. And that's important. And so that is your identity, your thermostat setting, your beliefs, your ideas, your perspectives. So to just change that quickly overnight, that could be really scary. So, the, so that amygdala, whenever you try to change it, you'll feel fear, doubt, and anxiety because it wants to make absolutely certain that you know that this is going to change your thermostat setting that and that you want this life. setting yeah. to be changed. Yes. So it's like um, when you're deleting a program and then a pop-up window pops up that says, do you, you sure you want to delete this file? And you just got to keep deleting it, keep deleting it. Keep del yes, yes, delete, delete. So now, how is all of this relevant? <laughs> Let's take it from the top. Once you create that story about relationships, that that happens to you, that becomes your truth. Whether it's true or not, that becomes your truth. Then once that happens, the, the reticular activation system is going to filter in people that match your story or your truth. And that's what you're going to get. And then when you try to change it and go, you know what, I'm going to get out there and go dating again and try to find something new. Then you go, uh, eek, uh, I'm afraid. I don't want to do it. You feel fear, doubt, and anxiety so that you don't want to do it. And that's why you took three years off. Yes. But you're back now. Yeah. And that's good. So what kind of relationship? Tell me what this relationship looks like that you want. You if you want. could have whatever you want with no limitations, honey. I want to say maybe three things that I know that I want. I do want somebody spiritual, like at least their religion matches mine. Like, you know, we can go to church to Easter and stuff like that. Like that's important to me. I, I want somebody that's fun and I like I like going to pop up museums. You can be quirky with me. I'm 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 eclectic in a sense as of the stuff I like. Um I tell my I like I balance out my friends. I, I would say my friends have something in me that 
you know, I balance out. And I just, I guess I want someone to somewhat balance out the things that I can't do, but, or I'm not as strong as. I wouldn't say that I can't do. I say I'm not as strong as. And, you know, just to grow, I... Not the notebook necessarily, but I want I want my story that I can pass on to um, generations. Because recently I found out about some family members that I didn't know existed, and I'm just listening to these stories. And something I told my mom was, I want to. I want to be able to pass down my legacy. I want to be able, especially since I'm in a new country, I want, you know, to still, my kids to still know, like, you know, this is who you are. This is where you come from. And you don't necessarily have to be like that, but at least know this is what you are. And I want someone to build that legacy with. That's, that's, that's what I want. I want someone to build a legacy with. I love that. How does that feel when you think that thought? Like, how does your body feel right now before Anthony goes? Because I know he got something great to tell you. So I want to know. I want her to feel it. I will tell you, it does make me feel happy because last year I made a list last year of certain things. Mm -hmm. A list. I like it. That I somewhat wanted. And I made a list also for myself. Mm -hmm. So I made a list of what I wanted and what I myself can do and those things I I said no on is what I worked on in 2020 great so one thing was I love an educated person and I decided to go get my master's (laughs) I've noticed that nice I wanted to be financially healthy so I started learning about stocks and investments I paid off my car so I've been, so I have a list that somewhat balances it out. And that's, I just want that my, my future person to help me just make it stronger. Like, and just build it. Yeah. What is it that you offer? So if, if pretend she like just I, told if, you all that, hold, hold on, pretend like I'm a guy. <laughs> you are a guy. Okay. Now pretend like I'm a guy <laughs> and pretend like I'm a guy that is interested in dating you. If you're a brand, if you're a product, what's so great about your product? I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just being honest. I want, I'm trying to get you to feel and Know think. your worth, your value, right. girl. Tell because, us. because everything that you said up to this point, for the most part, has been what you want for you. But in a relationship, it's two ways. So what are you giving? I'm going to save my mind. I think it's one of my most valuable assets. I'm very good at being fair in the sense that I've learned to compromise without compromising myself. That's what I have to offer. I have to offer my mind and then I'll say my heart because I'm a very loving person. Sometimes I think that's why I ended up in those like relationships. He was hurt because he wanted me to be with him. And I said no at first. And then because I was alone, I was like, okay, yes. That's also why I lost myself because I like, I do love to love. Yes. Right. You know, because when you, we were asking you early, like, what is it that you, what this relationship looks like? What is it that you want in a relationship? You didn't say love. You said someone that can help, help you, you be, be better. better. You said someone that's funny. You said someone that's religious. Add love to your list. But you got to, 
Where's the love? Where's the love? Add the love. I could tell you're kind of left brain, which is okay. And so you think very logically and you're building the frame and the structure, but you have to give it, it has to have a heart. Yes. That's what makes relationship work. Ships work, you know, and I have a lot of, I have relatives and friends that are from your culture as well. And what we, what I've noticed is that the tendency, it tend, they tend to focus more on achievements mm. on the logical stuff, education, education, achievement, and all that's great beautiful. Job. That's great. That's yeah. important. Yes. But what happens is that if you, if it's not a heartfelt relationship, if it's not about the love, because the love is the clue that holds it all together. Mm -hmm. So you can have the structure, but if you don't have the glue, the structure, it's very easy to fall apart. Well, things become very superficial and it's not satisfying anymore. And so when you're, when I'm asked you from a guy's point of view, what stands out about you and you said your mind, don't get me wrong. Once again, this is no right or wrong. We're just trying to get you to where you need to be to change that thermostat setting. We don't, we're not here to, from our perspective to help you to just date or just to get into a relationship. We want to help you to find bliss. Yes. We want to help you to find your, to attract your soulmate, the love of your life. We want you to have an amazingly satisfying, loving, fulfilling, passionate relationship that lasts throughout your entire lifetime. So we want to help you to go big, not just to get it, yeah. but to get it big. And so that's why we're going to kind of push you a little differently. Yes. Now, when you said the man will get your mind and that's good, but I, <laughs> the men got their own minds. <laughs> and so that's not really a big upsell. <laughs> you know, it's like, man, I wish I had mind. Hey, woo, yeah, you got the mind. She's saying she's got, she right. got, she can help. they have their mind, right, but, but I will make you better. Okay. Now see now there that, there go. we go. Now we're talking. I want you to go beyond the box. Don't get out the box. Go big. Don't be afraid to go big with your emotions. Um, Hey, Mickey, can, can you see why he gave you, the you know, paper? my ex, he wanted to be a pilot. Uh -huh. My ex wanted to be a pilot and I paid for his first set of classes. I, that's where I'm saying what you're good. my mind. Now, I'm going to help you get there as well. Okay, okay. Good. Now, I wanted to get it out of your mind <laughs> and to make you, to get it, to bring it out so you could live. I want you to, I want to feel you. Yeah. I want people to feel you. Not just mm -hmm. to look at you and go, oh, she's pretty. I want you to exude an energy that makes men like, whoa, there's something special about her. Yes. Wow. There's something, I just feel drawn to her. And you feel like that once you feel like that about yourself within yourself. I feel you feel more. It's like a relaxation. Like a, I can feel that energy. You're relaxed. Very good. Good job. Yes. Good job. You shifted. You shifted. So now. You cleared want, up that vibration, want, girl. Good next, job. So now the next thing I want to move to clean up that vibration even more. I want to change that story about your relationship. Yes. Okay. So. We're going to go re, re, redirect those files. So quick example. Um, both Melanie and I were married early on to other people. We were, when we were in our early twenties and in that marriage, my marriage ended in a divorce and ended up with two, with two kids that I thought were mine. And that's the reason I married her. And they turned out to not be mine. And I also gave up a opportunity to play professional baseball and basketball because I thought the kids were mine and I married her and she needed my help. And 
So she, when I left the relationship, I had a lot of pain and I felt betrayed by her and she screwed me over and she, she was dishonest and she was mean and she was a, excuse my language, but she was a bitch to me and all of these, all this anger I had. And that wasn't serving me when I was dating because now when I was dating, I was attracting people like her because I was still holding on to that story. It was my thermostat setting. So now I was attracting people like her. So now I changed my thermostat setting by changing my story about what happened. And here was the new story. You know what? We were both really young and we didn't know what we were doing. We both had good intentions and we both wanted love, but we didn't know what love looked like because we didn't have it growing up. It wasn't in our households. And so we were two kids that tried and we did it and we did pretty okay for kids that don't know what they're doing. And it went bad and she wasn't happy and she went outside the relationship, not to hurt me because she wanted to find happiness and she wasn't finding it in our relationship. And so because of that, we broke up and it inspired me to look at myself and be a better me. And that's what I did. So that relationship, I'm glad it ended up the way it did. It went perfectly. I needed that. And if I could go and do it again, I would do it exactly the same. Wow. Ah, very different story than she's a bitch and she did this to me and she's that and she's mean. I changed my thermostat setting by changing my story. And you have to keep telling yourself the new story over and over again, over and over again, because those old emotions are going to come up. And that voice is going to come up and you're going to, if you try to change the story and be like, oh, the relationship with me and him was great. And this and that, the little voice in your head is going to be like, liar, you're lying. No, it wasn't <laughs> liar. Stop lying to yourself. So you're going to have to keep doing it over and over and over and telling that story. So when you think about that relationship, instead of feeling bad about it, you feel good about it. Yes. You feel good about it. It was perfect because it made you who you are and brought to, brought you to where you are now, to where you needed to be. So thank you to him playing that role. He wasn't supposed to be the one. He was just supposed to be just for then to get you to the next level, to help you to grow. You always want to get to the higher levels. How do you get there to go there? You got to grow there. And that relationship helped you to grow. So bless him. Be thankful to him and bless that relationship. What you're doing now is releasing that energy. So now when you think about dating in the future, Hey, wait a minute. It doesn't feel as scary. It's a new file. It's a new file. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, I don't feel, you don't feel that resistance anymore. Yes. Hey, wait, I see you smiling right now because yeah. you're feeling it. I archived the old file. Yes. yes, yes. And you archived. Exactly. And yes. I want you to add to that some love for yourself too. You did perfect. You didn't do anything mm-hmm. wrong. You did it 100% perfectly. You were learning and growing and you found the perfect environment to do it. And then you went off and you grew by yourself. And now you are ready to get back in the game, girl, because you know exactly what you want and you feel excited about it. And you know what the energy will feel like. And you will know when you meet the right person because you know exactly what you want and you want that energy to feel like. And anybody that tries to shut you down or control you or take you over, you'll be like, "Mm -mm, no, thank you. You're not for me. I know this energy and I do not want it. I'm going to keep it pushing. So you're not going to get stuck again. Okay. Yeah. I believe that. Good girl. Good. Good. 
So what we want to do now is we want to leave you, give you some homework. Write yourself like a little statement, right? A statement that feels really good to you. Like, I'm so excited. I am attracting the love of my life right now. And he is amazing and fun and outgoing. And I can be myself 100% with him. And he can be himself with me 100%. And I help him and he helps me. And we are just so in love. It's delicious. I can't even describe how delicious it is. Delicious, he says. Yummy. Yes. Okay. okay. Then and then whatever other, whatever other um, attributes that you want for the vision of your legacy, sweetheart, right. you got to create it. Now, one more homework assignment. Oh, you make her work. She's, she likes she's it like, too. She lo- she's a schoolgirl. Yeah, she, she likes that work. She's like, that's like, I have finals. <laughs> she's, a Lib- she's a Libra too. So she's like, I'm going to color coordinate it and I'm going to put it in folders and then I'm going to put stickies around my room. <laughs> love it. Oh, I love her. She's great. She got her color pencils. I have a vision board. I have I a vision board. I know, right girl. <laughs> I know you. I know how it is. <laughs> no, earlier I said that when we look at you know, our energy under a microscope, we see light energy and that's our spirit. You, this time that you've taken to yourself, that's why it's been so perfect. You went into the quiet, you went within and you've connected with your spirit. So you're listening to your spirit. That's your intuition. That's your spirit saying, girl, stop watching all that stuff because it's not getting you to where you want to go. And so I want you to keep working on relationship with spirit. So for now, right now, your spirit is your lover. Say good morning, spirit. Talk to your spirit. Ask questions. Ask for guidance. Like all the answers are inside of ourselves. And you taking this time is you reconnecting with that aspect of yourself so you could hear your guidance. So you've done very well, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a saying, EIP, everything is perfect. You've done perfectly. Okay. Yes, you're on, you're you're definitely on the right track. Yes, so do do that the homework assignments. Just clear up that vibration a little, but for the most part, you're in a good place, love. You ready to go? You ready to ready to make it happen? So how do you feel? That makes me happy because I I was I was trying. I basically started dating myself. You guys said like I may have self sabotage, so I'm learning to be a lotus basically. I'm, Letting to try to soften up a little yes, bit. Beautiful. Yes, queen. Yeah, and I was going to say that. That's part of being vulnerable. And receiving is very important because the relationship is about giving and receiving. If it's just one way, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so, like, do you like to give? Yeah. <laughs> do you like giving? Yes, I, I'm a giver, yeah. Why do you like giving? Because it feels good? It feels good. It feels and great. It feels good to give, I mean, right? that's why my job, I'm housing the homeless. Right. I am passionate about that. I I want other yes. people right. to have so, a good life. Good. Yeah, look at that so, heart. So now look at this. I see your heart, girl. Now I'm going to show you how it works. So you, you like to give because it feels good to give to others, right? So now when other people want to give to you and you say you don't let them, then you're denying them that good feeling. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do does that. You see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? So you do it because it feels good to you, but when they want to do it to somebody who cares about you, wants to do it for you and you don't let them, you're denying them that good feeling as well. They want to feel that too. That's why they want to give to you. Yeah. yeah. So what you want to do is to receive and even you can even tell them, you know what? I'm a little uncomfortable with this because I'm trying to work on this to be better. I receive, thank you very much, but I just feel a little weird about it, but 
And you're helping me. Right. Tell them you're helping me and I'm receiving your help. And people love that. They'll be yes. like, oh, okay. I completely and then you understand. won't feel bad. Right. You won't feel bad. Yeah. You don't have to suppress and hold that back. You can just communicate. And the kind of guy in a relationship with the law of attraction, the way it works is that you're going to attract people that are matched to you. Mm-hmm. So anything that you want, any qualities that you want in a guy, for the most part, you want to make sure that you have those qualities as well. So if you want a guy that's going to really communicate and be vulnerable, then you have to really communicate and be vulnerable. So any traits that you want, make sure you're being that. Melanie and I, we've been together for 30 years. I love this woman to death, but she does not complete me. She does not fulfill me. Nor do I complete or fulfill her. Mm -mm. It's impossible for me to fulfill her. Because in a relationship, my job first and foremost is to fulfill myself, to fill my own void, to be the best me possible, for me to take responsibility for my happiness. And then her job is to do that on her own over there. So then when you get two people together that are self-fulfilled, it's easy to build a great relationship on top of that. But in most relationships, neither one of the couples is self-fulfilled or trying to fulfill themselves. And they're looking at each other going, you need to do this to fill my void and make me feel satisfied and fulfilled. And they're looking at you doing, you need to do this. And it's impossible for either one of you to do it for each other. You have to do it for yourself. So by doing that now, while you're single, learning how to fill your own void, then that's going to help you to attract the person that's doing the same thing as well. And then you'll start off the relationship with an amazing foundation, which is easy to build a great relationship on top of that. All right, sweetheart. So we're going to wrap it up here. Yes. Do you have any questions, comments, concerns? Yes, that was we're a lot of information. S- and thank you so much for coming on yes. and letting us coach you on our podcast. We appreciate you mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, and I know we probably turned your brain into hot and spicy chicken because that was a <laughs> yeah. lot of information. Uh, I know. I was tired and you did wake me up. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. I'm happy yeah. to hear that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, sweetheart. We appreciate you. Go out there and spread some love. That's what we're all about. We want to help you attract more love so that you could spread more love in the world. We all need love in the world, okay? Right. So do your thing, girl. And, and just FYI, um, we do officiate weddings. So when you find <laughs> the love of your life and you're ready to get married. Uh, Anthony's marrying you already. Nikki. That's right. He's marrying you already, girl. That's right. <laughs> I was going to say, if you have a child, if a son, the firstborn. Don't make her name her firstborn after you, Anthony. The middle name, I'm just saying. Uh, But no pressure. No pressure. Don't make any promises, Mickey. I can't make any promises. (laughs) So that was great. That was fun, right? Mm -hmm. So thanks for tuning in to the Amazing Clocks podcast and joining our love revolution. Be sure to follow us on social media at The Amazing Clarks. And remember to rate, review, and follow us so you never miss one of our amazing Clarks episodes. Never, ever, ever.